Welcome to the Plus Music Podcast with Brian and Nick. Today we're sitting down with the founder and CEO of Deeper Music, Austin Webster. Known as the Shazam on steroids, Austin tells us how Deeper uses audio recognition to identify who is involved in making a given piece of music. The app shares interactive data behind the recordings, songwriters, producers, featured artists, background singers, samples, and more. Listeners can then click on any of these artists' names and direct Deeper to generate a playlist based on their selections. Selected as one of the top five startups by Universal Music Group to participate in their startup programming as part of the Future Is Now experience at Music Biz in 2022. Here's more about Deeper from Austin now. Hey, hey, Brian, Nick. What's up, Austin? <laughs> hey, Austin, I just wanted to, I wanted to see, did you want us to talk about your Chippendales dancing? Or... <laughs> How'd you guys find out about that? You guys really dig deep. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's um excited to hear more about deeper. It's a it's a really interesting idea. And uh mm-hmm. how to how did that come about? Tell us just tell for for the folks who know nothing about it yet. Um why don't you give us a an overview and and tell us what, got into what it. you guys do? Yeah, well it's a pleasure to be here on the plus music podcast i appreciate you guys taking the time to chat with me um yeah deeper started out as as a passion project to be quite honest you know i'm a big music fan always have been throughout the journey of my life music has always just been that soundtrack and that friend that's always been there for me and some of my best experiences were going to these places called record stores long time ago long (laughs) long time ago remember those And I would spend every little bit of money that I got from allowance or working out in jobs and going to buy the latest releases on every Tuesday. That was the new release day. Yeah. And I would buy the latest CD, cassette singles. And the first thing I do when I get home is take out the uh, liner notes and look at the credits. Who are the producers? Who are the songwriters? And I would read the Source magazine, which is a big hip hop magazine, still around, but was very, very um, grown up in Memphis, Tennessee. That was my outlet to get to know what's on the West Coast, what's going on in New York hip hop scene. And I would find out which album had five mics, which album had four and a half mics, because that meant it was really good too. And I could see the producers. And that was a big part of my music discovery. And so then you fast forward to where we are today and streaming music has literally brought the record store to our fingertips. Like no longer do you have to spend a fortune to go buy a whole catalog of artists, you know, greatest works. You can get everything in seconds and just go through each album album by album by album but if you want to find out man i love that baseline who was that or that sample they use like what is that you would have to go on a secondary search you know go on wikipedia google all those tools that are available on the internet to find that information so that's just the discovery part now just say usually okay i found these two connections to this song i want to see more works that they've done together well that's a whole nother discovery you got to go through apple music and spotify and go search for these songs make your own playlist when it's all said and done, you got about 45 minutes to an hour and a half of time spent doing that. I don't know about you guys, but life moves fast. I don't have that kind of time to be doing that, but I want to discover music in that way. Mm-hmm. And that's where the genesis of Deeper came from. I said, there's got to be a way to create some technology and an app that allows you to find out who's behind that song you love and not just stop there. Mix and match that information. This producer with this engineer who has that great sound quality with their songs Go find all the songs they've worked on. And whether it's a thousand songs or five songs, pull up in seconds that you can instantly play with Apple Music, Spotify, and YouTube. And, Mm -hmm. you know, my background's in industrial design. I'm all about solving problems. And I said, let me just figure out what this will look like. 
And one thing led to another, a sketch learned, turned into an interactive prototype, interactive prototype turned into an MVP. And next thing you know, we launched a company called Deeper here based in Atlanta and we're rocking and rolling. Nice. <laughs> it's yeah. great. I personally loved it, the concept because you're speaking to me, you know, not to date myself, but I used to find everything from who was the piano player on Beatles records? Oh, it's Leon Russell. He does this. And it would take you, uh, you know, Tony Viscani did the David Bowie records. Wow. He also did these T-Rex records. You can, you're, you're so dead on. You found a niche that is super, um, you know, thriving, I think, you know, or at least if I could speak for myself. What I heard was this is, and from the website, it says, you know, Shazam meets IMDb, right? So what that means is that you can, to me, when I hear, when I read that or hear that is that I, that you guys have a button on an app that you can listen to a song that's playing and that will not only tell you what you're hearing, but it'll tell you who played on that record, what, you know, where the liner notes are basically around that particular track. Is that, is that accurate? That's very accurate. You know, okay. on the head. Okay, um, cool. Our mobile app. Our mobile app for iOS and Android devices, it has an audio recognition functionality. So say you're at a Starbucks or you're working at a gym, man, I like this track. What is this? You can tap it and instantly recognize it. If it's in our database, we'll pull it in front of you in seconds. But just say you know what you're looking for. You know that song title or that artist or that producer or songwriter, and you just want to find some quick songs by them. You can type it into our manual search feature and we'll pull it up for you in front of seconds as well. Nice. Love um, it. Just got it. So... <laughs> So let me, so let's dig in there. So what, what, uh, there's two things that are happening, right? You have databases of songs and, and then you have databases of song information. I remember back in the day, uh, all music was where you went to find out who produced a record, who worked on the record, any of the sort of digital liner notes ended up on all music. Is that still a thing? Do people still submit to all music? Or yeah, all music is that was one of the resources I use. Um, there are a ton of resources out there on the internet. Um, but the thing for me and what was my pain point is like I want to go faster and I want to go, no pun intended, deeper than what I could just mm -hmm. see on a certain level. I wanted to unlock the DNA behind these songs because the theory is if you find one song and it's got something that catches your spirit, whether it's the, the bass line, the drums, the guitar, the lyrics. And you go find those creators that worked on other stuff and you find other songs, more often than not, they're going to have that same sound and connection that you had with that original song. I love making those discoveries, especially with older catalog music that you like, no way I would have found this with an algorithm or a curated playlist. Yeah. This is just serendipity by connecting these dots. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, where are you sourcing the, the data? Like you guys are, are aggregating data, right? So how is that working out? Yeah, we tell everybody it's our gumbo. We have multiple sources, most publicly available information that we can gather. We bring it in, we clean it and process it. Um, we have what we also call the Deeper Creator Program, which is really a great tool for independent artists and creators to submit their credits, whether through the Deeper app or through the DCP portal. So we're getting that input of information as well. And then our team is always looking and researching and connecting the dots. Because, you know, you think about music, when liner notes were created, somebody may say, hey, my name is A. Johnson. And they wouldn't think nothing of it because as long as their publishing is set up right, they're getting those royalties, they're good. They didn't think about the future that was coming and that liner notes will become digital. 
So now mm-hmm. you're trying to connect the dots and say, okay, is A. Johnson, is that Anthony Johnson, who also goes by DJ Anthony Johnson? You know, you try to put all these aliases together. So now when I touch that name, I go find all of his works, all of her works, and all of the music catalogs available. And that's what our team does every day. Nice. Very cool. Uh, so you guys are out aggregating data, bringing that in, sorting data. And to your point, that is sometimes it comes in all kinds of shapes and sizes. Uh, I know that like, I know it's a, it's an issue. So you're aggregating a bunch of data. You're putting that in through the app that is doing a fingerprint signal through the basically listening to the track. So, you know, using sort of like Shazam like technology to, to understand the music. And then where does it go next? Like, do you, so you, as a user, just kind of like walk us through from an auditory point of view, like what the industrial design of the app is supposed to do from a fan's perspective where they can, where, how they go through the deeper process and like get into the deep dark world of understanding all these musicians and their crazy, crazy lands. Yeah, no, good point. I mean, it's pretty simple. The, the main value proposition that we try to, you know, when we go deeper was how do we make these connections faster? Because um, music discovery should be supercharged. We have all these resources available. How do we go fast? So yeah. whether it's through audio recognition, capturing that song playing at a barbecue or at an event or typing in that information in our inputs, we bring that information up to you. You identify that song, you open it, we'll show you all the credits we have for it. So if it's engineer, mastering, um, violin, harp, guitar, drum, samples, we'll put all that information in front of you. And that's where the fun begins. Because now you can either say, I like this songwriter, go find me all the songs they've worked on. I just maybe just want to play this one song. And as long as you're synced with Apple Music, Spotify, or YouTube directly through the app, you just press play. You can listen to the song. You can watch the video, and while you're doing that, you're able to scroll through the credits, kind of bringing back that feeling of the good old days, but moving into the future and scrolling mm-hmm. through the credits and seeing who's behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But so you could literally tap on who played saxophone on this song, click on that, and see the other works they played saxophone on. Could you contact them if you wanted them to play saxophone on your record? Well, we're working on that. That, that was always the, the goal was creating this tool that supports creators, fans, and the entertainment industry. Um, right now, if you say you're a saxophone player, you're like, oh, I like Deeper. You can put in all your contact info, whether it's your website, your social media, your bio, and people know where to find you. So they do say, I like this sax player. They can tap on your social media profile, go find you and reach out to you. Um, that would be huge. It'd be great to find out the guy who ends up on the couch of the recording sessions, you know, and how many <laughs> couch recording session like <laughs> things he gets. And like he gets on the liner notes of like, dude was in studio, dude in studio, dude in studio. Um, he brought the energy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's going deeper. I like it. So going back to Brian's question, which was like, you know, kind of walk us back through how this came about, like you know, uh, startup journeys always start with an idea. Sometimes that idea keeps going. Sometimes it pivots as they like to call in that world. What was, um, how long, how long from like you thought of the idea to now you have something in market? What was the, what was the timeline there? 
Well, do you guys really want to know how this got started? Do you yeah. really want to know? Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, I'll just say one band name, and this is the genesis of Deeper. And if I ever get to meet them in person, I'm definitely going to let them know that they started this journey. New Kids on the Block. There you go. All right. Excellent. NKXDB. Now, now, obviously, growing up, I was familiar with New Kids on the Block. I saw them on binders of my classmates, girls in my class. They had New Kids on the Block stickers on their lockers. I knew who they were, but I didn't listen to their music. Um, and I happened to hear a mix. It was Other Tone, which was Pharrell Williams and Scott Venner's um, music slash podcast on Apple Music. And they had a boy band mix. And I said, well, I trust Scott Venner's ear, but he always is like immaculate and selecting songs. So I said, he's got to be a good mix. And I was driving home in Atlanta traffic and I heard this song come on. And I said, who is this? This sounds fantastic. And I looked over to my, my seat and I looked at the phone and it was New Kids on the Block. And it was a song called Girls. And I said, wow, this sounds like 90s R&B. Like, I had no idea New Kids on the Block made music that sounded like this. So mm-hmm. instantly, the music hit me. It was like, okay, who's behind the scenes of this song? And when I went home that night and looked it up, it was produced by Teddy Riley, who, full circle, serves on our creator advisory board. But then also a gentleman by the name of Leon Silvers. Now, Leon Silvers is like the Pharrell of the 80s. All funk soul records out of Solar Records in L.A., Leon Silvers, either his bass line was on it or he produced it or wrote the song. Mm. And the fact that these two titans of music production from different eras worked on music together to make this New Kids on the Block track, I said, wow, I got to find more songs by these guys that they've done mm. stuff together. And that's what sent me down a rabbit hole. And it took, me, it took me about an hour. I made a playlist of a couple of tracks that they worked on. And they all had that same vibe. And I said, why does it take this long to do this? There's got to be a faster way to do this. And... Mm-hmm. I just, it stuck with me. I was, that's how I wanted to discover music. And, you know, my background, you know, I took a class, a minor in a class in college. I went to Savannah College of Art Design called Human Computer Interaction. And it was one of those classes where I didn't think much of it. I wasn't crazy about it, but I remember what I learned in it. And I knew how to, you know, map out a user journey, look at doing, you know, prototypes and wireframes and all that kind of thing. So I said, let me just see what this idea would be. I love side projects. Let me just see what this looks like. And then one thing led to another. You know, Atlanta has just been a great place of just innovation and just great ideas and people just supporting each other. And Mm -hmm. I started taking the idea to different events and just getting feedback. And people were like, man, if you could build this app, I would download it right now and use this every day. And I was like, okay, I'm going to come right back and I'm going to hold you to that. And one thing led to another and we built out an MVP and, took it to events like A3C, which was a big, still is a big hip hop and tech conference here in Atlanta. And, and the response is just extremely positive. That's where I met my co-founder, um, Daryl Thompson. He was an entertainment attorney. He said, look, I see the power of what you're building. I have a lot of relationships in the entertainment industry that I think could really use this tool and I can help you take this to another level. And they brought him on board and it's been nothing but game busters ever since. Nice, man. Great. What so- that story. How do you guys like? How do you guys make money? Ah, money. That's key. <laughs> so the Deeper app is free. Any and everybody can download for iOS and Android devices for free. Um, but what we did build out was a B two B solution that was based on the genesis of the Deeper app called the Deeper Widget. Um, we licensed that to content providers. So imagine Hulu, Peacock, Netflix, BT Plus. 
Um, we have a partnership with a streaming uh, video on demand service called All Black right now that's under the AMC umbrella. So you think about all the content, TV shows, movies that's on these streaming platforms right now. And every last one of them has great music for the most part. It's a big part of the experience. Yeah. But typically when you watch a show, especially on your laptop or your phone, you're like, oh, I like this song in this episode. Who is this? You'll use the deeper app to try to recognize it or use Shazam to try to recognize it or go on after the show and look on TuneFind. What was the song in episode four of this series or whatever? All the while you're leaving that platform and you're putting more time to go search. We wanted to eliminate that. So with the widget integrated with these providers, you pause the content, we'll show you the song that's playing, we'll allow you to have playback of the music, you can see the credits, um, to really have this engaging experience. So not only are you enjoying the music while you're watching the show, but it's all in this one place. Your eyeballs are staying on the platform, you're enjoying the platform longer. Um, and it has been really successful for us. So we're really excited about the future of that as our revenue generating our business model. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm looking on the website right now and uh, looking at the UI and that's yeah, cool, man. Congrats on all the stuff you guys have been doing. Um, where do you go next? Like what's, you know, you get, you get MVP together. What's, you know, without like tipping your hat to what, what's next for you, but is there anything rolling out soon that people should be aware of? Like what's next for the company? Yeah. I mean, we're building, I mean, the deeper app is going to always be the, the foundation of what we do because we support so many different segments with it. Whether you're a music fan, there've been so many creators that have used our tool as kind of like their LinkedIn to showcase their work to other people they're trying to pitch their services to or network to. But we've gotten so many responses from the entertainment industry, people who need to know who's behind these songs fast and being able to make that decision quickly. We support all of them. So hmm. we're continuing to building and innovating on that concept and what it is. But even the widget itself, you know, our goal is to continue licensing this to other providers, brands, and businesses. Um, we follow, I mean, I, I tell everybody, Deeper started off as passion and it turned into purpose. Mm. Um, as I've gone through this journey as a music fan, I've been able to connect with some of my heroes, whether it be Jimmy Jam or Teddy Riley or Dallas Austin or Tricky Stewart. Um, these are the producers and songwriters that I loved before I even knew Deeper was going to be a thing. And to be able to reach out to them and talk to them and text to them and they're giving me support and believing in what we're doing, I feel it's a mission to champion them as well as those who are unsung behind the scenes, like Anarda Michael Walden, who most people don't know was a producer and songwriting force behind Aretha Franklin, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, Jermaine Stewart, this pop sound of the 80s, this glossy, funky pop sound of the 80s, he was responsible for it. Most of us hear it in a commercial, and we had no idea that this gentleman and his team put together all these great tracks. If I can showcase him and put the spotlight on him and give him his flowers consistently, um, I've done a good job. The team at Deeper has done a good job. So that's kind of like the, the, the fuel in our tank right now is hmm. how do we keep championing the creators behind the music to make sure that, you know, as technology continues to evolve, as Web3 continues to evolve, that it's not always about the artists. They're a part of the team. The people behind the scenes are just as important. And how do we continue to showcase them and present them in a way that is common basis to know who the songwriter and the engineer is? Yeah, that's absolutely. Cool. Very yeah, cool. there's a there's a lot to be done to to wire up, and I think like I think that you guys are onto something kind of interesting for, and you, I'm sure you're already thinking about this, but for the next generation of 
of digital experiences are going to require a better map of of like sort of ownership and and, and royalty right as it goes as as we sort of build into a new future web3 blockchain because that's like a what you know changing a blockchain like changing information on a blockchain let's say like oh wait fuck, forgot to put the bass player on this on the on this nft right like then you have to go through the process of revalidating that nft whatever you know you have to update it that smart contract or whatever it ends up being so i i think that and this is something that we encounter too in our in our business which is you know, just especially for the indies, like it's different when you're when when you're a high level artist, but like the, all the indies don't they're just not communicating enough. Right. And like getting everybody like on to the source of truth between behind each song will help that mm-hmm. song have value like long term, you know, so you guys are you're really kind of pushing on to something that's that I see in the, as, as, a, as a value in the future, because be, just beyond like how we live today, which is, I, you know, songs happening. Tell me more about that. But it's like the industry and all the other industries that want to use music need that stuff to be able to stay compliant. Because, you know, most industries that want to use music, they, they, they'd be happy to make sure everybody wins. Just a lot of times don't have the information and don't know where to get it. And the music industry doesn't have it either you know so it's like it's very much a chick this this is just the egg problem there is no chicken <laughs> we'll see it we'll see it <laughs> uh how are you guys thinking about that are you guys exploring that that world at all and and uh working with people that are putting nfts out and oh yeah i mean you know dallas austin who is on our creator advisory board as well one of our biggest supporters um songwriter songwriter hall of fame um just tremendous ally um he has you know an nft service i mean he distributes through music he's always on the cutting edge of technology and so we're always talking about ways to support each other um and making sure that deeper can support um dad nft um, dallas austin distribution um to make sure they're, they're getting the best of the best in what we're doing in innovation um but you know at the end of the day i always tell everybody we're following the creators. Music has been the one, I won't say currency, but it's lasted the test of times. How we receive it and enjoy it has changed, whether it be A-track, cassette, CD, DVDs, you know, streaming, digital downloads. Um, the people behind the music has always been there. Hey, Austin, I got a question for us. This is a little bit of a outside thinking, but a lot of music gets created from from catalogs of sounds beat stars splice come to mind right where beat star is different because you gotta you do have to give credit right but but splice isn't you don't have to give credit to the original creator of that bass track or whatever Mm -hmm. so you're gonna have we have the potential future of a lot of unknown unsung heroes like and that was the that was what they signed up to do when they put their music on Splice, right? Like hey, they're like ghostwriters, yeah. Totally. Well, I mean, you can go on Splice and get named writer stuff, right? Like you see their brand, and it's like here's my stuff, and that's what Splice is. But and some is some is ghostwriter, but 
it is ghostwriter at the end of the day like they don't end up on the liner notes but they were the creator of i wonder if if there's a if there's a world where those people get wrapped back into it because it'd be it even if it was like i would be just like i would just be like where'd my drum beats end up like yeah. even if they don't credit me like it'd be just be fun to see how it all spreads out you know and yeah. like i don't know if you're have you ever work try try working with a splice or thought about that and it's like they probably don't want to deal with anything beyond what they have but <laughs> Uh, well, we're, like we're agnostic something. when it comes to you know royalties and payouts but that's that's not the the, the, the ball game that we're playing um, we're about education and discovery um, if we can help you Got put it. you on the path or find out who the right person is to make sure that you get people paid correctly then that's awesome if someone you know our th- the way that we like to think about getting creators paid is like hey if you listen as a writer on a song and now you're getting more streams because people discover you worked on this song and this song and this song through the deeper app then that's a win for us. A win. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's that's the thing. We don't get too bogged down in the concept of identifying, like, in, ter- in terms of who's registered and all that kind of stuff. It's more or less like, how do we get this education and this culture shift to make people know that, hey, this songwriter, this engineer, this drummer is just as valuable to this song as the artist is? And how do we make sure we bring them up and champion them so that you can make those other discoveries because if not, those songs get lost. Like if you just trust the algorithms and the curated playlists and say, Hey, go find more songs that sound like this. Yeah. Oh man, you're missing so much. And that's just <laughs> yeah. talking. It, it reminds <laughs> me of the, that movie standing in the shadows of Motown. Like that was all about the people that made every track that Motown would put out. Is that the Funk Brothers? Group. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, that's great. It, was, it wasn't the Funk Brothers. There was a group oh, who has it? of like peoples. I think the Funk Brothers is another group, right? But like, this is just like this team that, that was doing everything. And there was like the, a couple drummers. And if they wanted this vibe, they would get this guy or, mm-hmm. you know, and there was this, was this chick, this white bass player chick who was like laid down everything. Like it was, it was just a cool movie. If you haven't seen it, uh, definitely watch it. But that seems like the spirit of what you're doing. It's like, you know, all these songs, all these people like this so same core group wrote all that music for all these different artists, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really cool. No, Motown, Motown is a good case study. Obviously, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, but how they had this assembly line of creators and songwriters, musicians, they would have like Norman Whitfield, and then they would have um, a Freddie Perrin, or all these different other creators who have come in and, and shift the culture of how the music sounded in the Motown eras. And like, they never go on to do other work. And if you just say, hey, I like this song by Temptations, you're missing it. It's, it's who's behind it. This Norman Whitfield produced it. Go find other stuff that Norman Whitfield did. Um, yeah. So I love any kind of Motown history. So I'm definitely going to watch that. So I appreciate the recommendation. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah you'll love movie, that man. one. It's a good movie. Well, this is this has been super fascinating. Brian, you got any more questions as we wrap up? No, I just, I love it, man. You're speaking to my generation of music discovery. My parents used to drop me off at the Tower Records after school, mainly because they still had to work. But, you know, that's where my group of friends went. And you just looked through record bins. And I remember buying stuff just because the album cover was cool. 
you know, and it's like, there's so much in that I miss about the physical aspect of music and where it would take me down. It's the modern day version of like YouTube, YouTube wormholes. You'd read the liner notes and see who played on each other's records. And I just find music that way. So the fact that there's a solution out there at my fingertips with deeper is um, it's pretty inspiring. I'm excited about that. So I appreciate it, Austin. Well, I appreciate you guys, you know, making the time and allowing me to talk. I mean, I can talk about this all day. Um, of course. <laughs> we'll have to, we'll have to do it again one of these days, but um, keep us updated on, on progress and what's next. And um, I'm sure we'll see you. We'll let our fans I'm sure, know. Sure. We'll see you around. Well, appreciate you, Nick and Brian. Take right, care. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Austin. Take care, Austin. Talk soon, man. We'll see ya.